Great morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin here with another Sunday mindset message here. And this morning here, real briefly here, I want to discuss, and I want you to write this down, okay? Give me a second here. I want you to write this down. Your seed will never grow if you don't plant. Okay? Your seed, write that down, please, and take notes. Your seed will never grow if you don't plant. I've noticed because I've been mentoring and doing this podcast for a while now. As many of you are aware, every Sunday I go live just to, just to set the tone for the week for you, right? You know, every Sunday we get the opportunity to make new decisions, change our behaviors, and begin to inculcate new activities to restructure and to recreate our lives. Whether it's business, your relationships, or even your health. Okay? But I've noticed a lot of you are talking too much. And what do I mean by that? A lot of you are talking about what you're going to do, what you should do, and what you ought to do. A lot of you are stand, staring at that field. It's like a farmer that would go out to his land with the intentions to grow trees, crops, plants. But if he just stands there and talks about it, well, I'm going to plant this tree there, I'm going to plant this here, and I'm going to do this too, and I'm, all, I'm going to plant this banana tree, and I'm going to plant this garden here. Talking about it is not planting. And I've noticed a, a ton of you the reason why you're not planting because the field is there. Like your land is there. Like the opportunities to do extraordinary things, especially financially right now, is better than ever. But some of you are just sitting there looking at the opportunities pass you by because you're afraid of the rain. You're afraid of the insects that may kill your crops. See, a farmer, if he is concerned about the storms and the rain and the insects and all the many things that can kill his crops and destroy his seeds, he'll never plant. If he's thinking about, well, what if it rains? 
What if it floods? You know, what if the insects and the vermin come and destroy my crop? It'll be a waste of time. What if I stop planting and it gets too hot and it begins to kill my plants and my trees that are trying to grow? And many of you live in the land of what if. Does that make sense? Or what if this happens? What if I lose everything? What if they don't approve me? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get the job? What if I don't get the mentorship? What if I don't get the gig? What if I don't get the investment? What if I spend the money and don't get the sales? What if I quit my job and start the company and fail? Many of you, that's where you live mentally, in the land of what ifs. And I'm here to tell you something here, from, from the top of my heart, okay, that there are two, there are two lands when it comes to the land of what if. It's two. You're just familiar with the negative part of that land, the devastating part of that land. But I'm here to tell you as your friend, as your multimillionaire mentor, your virtual mentor, that there are two lands in the land of what if. You can continue to think about your life and think about all the disadvantages and all the things that may go wrong. Or you can live in the land of prosperity where you think about, well, what if you get the job? What if you get the guy? What if you get the girl? What if you get the business? What if you get approved? What if everything works out in your favor? The reason why many women have such a difficult time pulling themselves out of this land of what if from a negative standpoint is because you're just very familiar there. Like where you are right now, you're familiar and you're comfortable because you've been there for so long. Some of you have been there for 20, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and you've thought a certain way. And now you begin to want to change, like we all do. I truly believe that we all have a moment in our lives that we say enough is enough. Can I get an amen, please? And I'm being very serious here. We just get to the point where we say enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of not winning. I'm sick and tired of these vices and these habits and these things that I'm doing that I know does not serve me. I'm sick and tired of this job. I'm sick and tired of this, this situation with this man, this situation with this woman. I'm just sick and tired. Comment below if you're sick and tired. Be honest. I'm sick and tired of getting the same paycheck every two weeks. 
I'm sick and tired of procrastinating. I'm sick and tired of berating myself. I'm sick and tired of looking at myself as a loser. I'm sick and tired of devaluing myself. Who am I talking to here this morning? It's you. See, the moment when you become sick and tired and enough is enough, there's an opportunity to change. But you have to know how to change. And learning how to change is looking within, not outside of you. See, the seeds that you need to plant are the seeds within you, not outside of you. Okay, you don't need to go out there and find your mentor. Some of you are running too soon, looking for opportunities, looking for ways to make money, searching, 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 searching and seeking ways to make more money. But what I would suggest is you need to start to plant the seeds within you. So once you find the opportunity, once you find the man, once you find the woman, Once you get very committed to what you want to do, things happen without resistance. Because you will begin to say, now, what if everything works out? What if I get everything that I want like this year? What if I bust my ass for the next six months to a year and next year I get everything I want? Imagine next year traveling the world first class when you want to. Imagine having not one place to live, but two places to live around the world. Imagine taking your children to school every day and not trying to speed to work because you no longer have a job. Imagine waking up without an alarm clock. Imagine the sun waking you up, not Alexa. Imagine having a healthy shelf to prepare your meals. Imagine a housekeeper taking care of your place, keeping it clean, keeping it fresh. Imagine going to the dealership Because it's a Monday and you decide to buy a car. And you do it not because you need to buy it. You just do it because you want to. Imagine traveling to New York or to Paris just to shop for no other reason. Just to shop for more clothes and shoes. Imagine going to London and going to Harrods. Shopping there. For a week, all because you wanted new clothes. Like, imagine that happening within a year. What I want you to understand is very possible, but you have to begin to plant the seeds. Your harvest would never take place until you plant. 
talking too much. You know, I can't stand the person that tells me everything that they're going to do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm working on this. And I'm thinking to myself, shut up and go do it. You telling me it's like you trying to convince yourself that you're actually going to do it. It's like that conversation is not for me. That conversation is for you. You like want me to validate you. But I'm not here to validate you. I'm here to educate you. I'm here to be real with you. I'm here for you to understand that it's very possible to be very successful here on the planet, but it's extremely arduous. It's a very difficult process. And the difficulties is not the how-to. It's not the methods and techniques. The difficult part is deciding to change you, deciding to plant new seeds within you, deciding to change your environment, deciding to change what you read, deciding to change what you watch, deciding to change who you spend your time with. That's you. There's nothing else. That's the tough part. And then realizing that's the important part of change. But unfortunately, many of us and many of you won't do it for whatever reason. But I'm here to tell you on this gorgeous Sunday morning that the harvest is out there, man. God. Now you have people, not only they're making so much money, you have people that are very happy with their lives. You have people that are rejoicing every day. They're grateful. They're waking up feeling excited, enthusiastic. People that have more money than they can spend. People who have already traveled around the world. Who have done all the things that you want to do. The land is there for you to begin planting. Your seed will never grow if you don't plant. Many of you are waiting for the next book. Well, Wesley, can you give me a book to read so I can be more successful? Wesley, can you refer me to a movie that may inspire me? Wesley, can you give me the fastest technique to make 10, 50, 100,000 a month? Nah. It's not the key to financial success. The key to financial success from my standpoint, my philosophy, is consciously paying attention to what you're doing. Write this down. You cannot confuse movement with progress. Write that down, please. Don't confuse movement activity with progress a lot of you some of you are actually doing stuff right your movement you're doing something you're like oh i said i'm doing this and i'm doing this and i'm doing this and i'm doing this 
trying to be sick. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Let me share something with you. You're not going to like this, but just because you're doing stuff doesn't mean that you're going to fulfill your outcome. There's many people that's working hard. Millions of people are working hard. Millions of people want to be multi-millionaires. You know, I mean, it's a ton. Go to the seminars. You'll see all these people at seminars, at conferences, thousands of them. Everybody has an intention to be rich. Why, why aren't they rich? Because some of you believe that just working hard and busting your ass is enough. It's not. See, this is the complexities of really, really making a ton of money. Because activity is not what makes people rich. It's doing the right activity at the right time. It's what makes people rich. And to do the right activity at the right time, you have to do a lot of activity at the wrong time. You have to do a lot of wrong activity at the wrong time. You will. So anything that you're going to do, and it's not going to work. But the key is this. Listen. That even though what you're currently doing is not working, even though you've tried it over and over again, it's important for you to remain enthusiastic. It's important for you to remain grateful during the process. It's important for you to feel and know that it will happen and it is happening. That's the tough part. It's like looking at a bank account that has no money, but seeing a million dollars in the bank account. It's like looking at your little card that's broke down, not working properly. But imagining and seeing the car that you want, it's like living in your mama's house, your daddy's house, or some apartment that you don't like in some neighborhood that you're afraid to be in. But seeing yourself in your place, in the suburbs, a place that's nice, a place that has security, a place that you feel safe, and welcome at. Does that make sense? So that's the key. The key is can you feel well beyond your circumstances? Can you feel good? Can you feel excited? Can you feel grateful? even though you can't find a reason to be grateful. As a matter of fact, before I let you go, I want everybody to do something for me. So we'll begin to start the week and prepare ourselves to have a great week, not a good one. I want you to comment three things that you're grateful for. Three things that you're grateful for right now. Comment below, please. Just think about three things that you're absolutely grateful for. One thing about gratitude, you 
You can't be sad or angry or depressed or stressed when you're grateful. You ever notice that? Like if you begin to write down what you're grateful for, you can't experience any other emotion when you're in gratitude. And to be in gratitude, just to be thankful. Thankful for where you are right now. Maybe not where you want to be, but it doesn't mean that you're always going to be there. One thing that I learned when I was in my 20s and I made a lot of mistakes, I remember getting kicked out of my apartment because I couldn't pay the rent. I remember sleeping on the floor of my next door neighbor's apartment. Like I never thought about that issue as if I will always be there. I said, it's just temporary. I said, this is not my destiny. This is just where I am right now based off my previous decisions. So I realized I need to make better decisions. Then I won't be on the floor of my neighbor's apartment any longer. I remember getting my cars repoed, repossessed several times. Send the repo man running off the repo man like a crazy person. Thank God I didn't have TikTok back then. They would have had me on camera running after the repo man. Fussing and arguing with the repo man. But I realized, I said, well, I don't have a car right now. Why you don't have a car, Wesley? Well, because you didn't pay the monthly note. You didn't pay the car payment. But you're not always going to be here. Yeah, you're going to have to ride the bus for a while. Yes, you're going to have to walk to the bus stop every morning. You're going to have to get up a little bit earlier to make sure you get on the bus to go to work. But that's not your destiny. You're not going to be there forever. You're not going to ride the bus for the rest of your life. It's temporary. But I want you to write this down too, and this is important. As you write down what you're grateful for, you must begin to take accountability, which is very difficult for us. Because if we can blame someone, we if we can blame something or someone, we will. My cars got repoed. I could have said, well, they, well, they got to give me more time to pay. I lost my job. Now, why would they care about you losing your job? I could have told the apartment manager, why would you kick me out? I, I'm a father. I have children. Where are we going to stay? Where are we going to sleep? Yeah, I could have did that. But that's not taking accountability. Taking accountability, just realizes not berating yourself or giving yourself a hard time. Taking accountability is just understanding you screwed up. That's it. That wherever your life is right now in this moment was because of you. Taking accountability is understanding that even if it was somebody else or some situation that you had no control over, taking accountability is understanding that you are the only one that can pull yourself out of this situation if you choose to. See, taking accountability is understanding that it doesn't, it's, it's futile to blame others in situations. It's useless, but it's easy to do it. 
a person that takes accountability realize that he or she is the only person that can implement change. Everything else is useless. Crying and blaming and bitching and crying about how she did this, he did this, while well, I live here, no opportunities here, no one will help me. That's useless. Rich people, let me give you a hint here. Rich and successful people, folks, well, they take accountability. They don't think about what other people should do and how other people should act. Some of you are like, well, they should have did this. Well, if they act better, if they start doing this, then maybe I'll do this. And I wish they would do this and do that and do this. See, rich and successful people realize that it is not their goal nor their intention to change other people. The only person that needs to be changed is themselves. And by changing themselves, they change their situation. See, when I was sleeping on the air mat, when I was sleeping on the floor of my next door neighbor's apartment, I realized I had to change some things about myself. I didn't have to change the, the, the apartment complex, the manager. It would look very silly for me to argue with them and beg them to give me more time. No. I had to change myself. What I had to do, I had to be a better steward of my finances. I was irresponsible with money. I would spend money. I would spend more money than I would make. It was obvious. A lot of you that think you have a money problem, no, you have a spending problem. You just spend more money than you earn. That's it. That's. It doesn't matter how much money you make, folks. A lot of you are like, well, if I made more money, if I made more money, if I had more money, I could do this. If I had more money. No, you don't need more money. You need to understand and learn how to work with the money that you currently have. Stop spending the money when you get it. It's just that simple. Rich people, it's not that we're super intelligent when it comes to money. We just spend less than we earn. That's it. You might say, Wes, but what if you don't earn a lot? If you don't earn a lot, then spend less. That's it. Spend less than you earn. Spend less than you spend. Okay? Just spend less. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's really that simple. At this moment here, I want to open up the platform for questions here. Did you get value here? Do you not understand, and I know you do, that your seed will never grow if you don't plant? Begin to plant and begin to plant today. Don't wait till tomorrow because how do you know God is going to allow you to live tomorrow morning? Like, how do you know? You don't know. So you might as well start now. Is not now the best time to start something? It don't have to be a business. You can start new habits. You can get rid of addictions and vices and things that you know that is devastating you. Things that are innovating you. Okay? You can start the gym today. Get on the floor, do some push-ups. Look at your stomach. It's fat. Some of you, your stomach is hanging over your waistline. That's not sexy. Okay? I mean, just, it's not. 
I don't care if your boyfriend or your girlfriend like it. They lying to you. Oh, yeah, I like you to be so fat that I can't see your genitals. Come on. Work on your body. That's your temple. Take care of your temple. You know, how people treat themselves physically tells me a lot about themselves. I like people who take care of themselves. I like to be around people who take care of themselves physically. I don't like lazy people. I like people that are driven. People that value themselves. People that are confident. Okay? Any questions for me? If you got value here tonight or this morning, comment the word amen. We're going to use amen because it's Sunday. Just comment the word amen if you're going to begin to start planting right now. Like now, not not in the next hour. Now, comment amen if you're going to begin to plant. And remember something, whenever you get, whenever you get down and low, whenever you feel that you want to throw in the towel, because you will feel that way, I'm letting you know. Whenever you get tired and say, man, this is hard. Yeah, it is. Remember, you got a podcast out there by the name of Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. You can log into his Instagram at Wesley Million Dollar Virgin. You can listen to his stories, listen to his philosophy. Understand that Wesley been there too. Say, what would Wesley do? Would Wesley quit? Would he give up? Would he stop? Would he pause? Would he... Begin to be angry and stop blaming people? Absolutely not. What would Wesley do? Listen, all the little challenges and adversities that you're going through, been through them. Come on. I've been broke. I didn't have much. I didn't have a mentor. I grew up in the ghetto, grew up in the hood. Okay? My parents didn't make a lot of money. I wasn't popular in school. Okay, so what? Now what? I used to be insecure, no confidence. Okay? Well, look. Look what's happening now. I want you to understand that it's possible. Okay? Any questions for me here? And by the way, Just in case you haven't heard it lately, I love you. Okay, I want you to know that. I love you. And I care about you. And I want you to win. And you will win. But you must begin to take action and start planting. Now, get focused. Separate from the bullshit. Isolate yourself. Jump into your own vortex and just blind yourself from the world. The world is full of distractions. And the world, unfortunately, is full of useless people who are not making any type of contribution to their lives. And they're not making any contribution to other people's lives. You have a lot of victims here. A lot of people who are playing the victim role. A lot of people who have... What is called learn helplessness. Many of those people separate from them. Realize that there are people just like you 
There are people who are optimistic. There are people that are happy. There are people that are making progress. There are people who are physically fit. There are people who are aging well. They exist. Okay? Questions for me here. Any questions before I let you go here? If you got any value, just come with the word amen below here. King West, what are some of the things the naysayers said that fueled you to chase your dream more? Well, I'll, say you, I'll tell you one thing that my father said. It was a long time ago. This is years, years, decades ago here. I remember when I was just like you, you know, every day working and towards my desires. And I remember one day I went to the Lamborghini dealership. I've told the story before, but I went to the Lamborghini dealership because I realized that, like, I believe that you, in life, you don't get what you want, you get what you picture. So I had to picture this Lamborghini and I didn't know how to feel or picture a Lamborghini because I'd never been inside of a Lamborghini, I never touched one, right? So I went to the dealership that day. I remember when I was wearing, I was wearing a um, PT uniform. So I was in the army at the time, reservist. I was a weekend warrior and I had gray shorts and a gray army t-shirt. That that photo, by the way, is somewhere online right now. It's a long time ago. And, you know, I walked into the dealership, me and my peanut head. <laughs> and I asked the salesperson, I'm looking at Lamborghinis. My name is Wesley Virgin. And I'm looking to take one of these Lamborghinis off your hand. Now, listen, at this time, I have no money. I don't, I don't, I didn't have a thousand dollars in my bag. True story. And I believe I was like maybe 29, 30. And I walked into that dealership and I, and I said, I, I want to purchase this white Lamborghini Marcelago. That's what the car that I want. I looked online. I was doing my research and I said, I gotta have the guts to go do it, you know, because you know when you first do this, this is the first time I've ever did anything like this. And I've told the stories about you have to like go to the place, you know, things you want to buy, things you want to purchase, the life you want to experience. You have to experience it first. So it's the first time me doing this. So was I nervous? A little bit, maybe. But when I got there, all my nerves and fear went away. I didn't care. Okay. And um, he said, "Oh, okay, no problem, Mister Virgin." hear the keys and I said, well, can I do a test drive? He said, well, we don't typically do test drives here, but I can answer any questions for you. And I remember getting inside the, the car and I remember filling the leather seats and it was a drop top. It was a convertible too. And I'm like, oh yes. I was like, yes, sir. This is me. I could just feel the wind against my face. I can see the smile on my face driving down Westheimer, 16, 288, 45. You know, just driving, speeding down the road, of course. And I visualized myself while I was in the car, while he was showing me all the different specifications of the car. And I said, if, if you don't mind, can you take a picture of me? 
I want to record that experience, you know, I did. And he took a picture of myself. And I took the picture and I uploaded it on the internet. I said, man, I, I swear to God I did this. I said, thank God it's happening. I saw that it was vague. I said, thank God it's happening. It was a picture of me in a Lamborghini. And I had a ton of people come in and say, oh, my God, congratulations, Wes. Wow, Wes, that looks good, Wes. I'm happy for you, Wes. And, of course, you had some naysayers, of course. Really? You buying a Lambo? You know, whatever. But let me tell you what really, what really fueled me. Okay. At night, I was going to dinner with my parents and my brother. And um, I can't remember the restaurant, but I don't think it was in Pearland somewhere. If you're from Houston, Texas, you know what I'm speaking about. And I'll never forget this, right? I'm sitting at the table. And I'm eating vegetables. At that time, man, I was very strict with my, my diet, how I was eating. Like, I was just really creating this outstanding man from what I was eating, what I was reading, who I exposed myself to. And, I, and I'm broke. I have no money physically, right? At the time. And I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. My father... My dad could be very sarcastic. So as I, I can be sarcastic as well, right? I got it from him, right? And, you know, with a smile on the face, say, oh, I see that you took a picture of a Lamborghini. Are you getting a Lamborghini? I said, absolutely. I'm just trying to decide on what color. And with a laugh, he said, well, I can't believe that until I see it. Right, Chris? Chris is my brother. You know, they kind of chuckled a little bit with that sarcasm, that condescending tone in their voices. And I was quiet. And I said, no problem, I will show you. And I left that dinner. I went home. And I was fueled. You know, because sometimes, I mean, all the time, right? The people close to you all the ones that affect you the most. You don't think they do, but they do. Because, you know, you expect them to be happy for you, to be proud of you, that you're trying to better yourself and do something that would break that generational curse of poverty and averageness. But that's not the case. And you don't blame them. You can't blame your parents and Blame your simple siblings, but what you can do is set the tone and be an example. So I was quiet, and I remember the day that I bought the Lamborghini. I remember the day pulling the Lamborghini up to my father's house. And of course, I made a lot of noise because I wanted them to hear it coming down the street. I purposely got the racing exhaust. So when I drive down the neighborhood, everybody heard me in my old neighborhood, you know, where I was raised. And I remember my dad just in awe, shocked. You got a Lamborghini? I said, yeah, absolutely. It was black, it was beautiful. And that day, he was in awe. 
And that day, my father saw me differently. He didn't see me as the man that was just screwing up, because I was screwing up a lot. He didn't see me as the man that was just irresponsible with his finances, the man that couldn't keep a job, the man that was going to jail. So I'm just a capable man. Because I actually delivered what I said I was going to do. So yeah, that fueled me. I mean, just to see the look on his face, priceless. Because my father is a man that thinks he knows everything. Obviously, I'm that type of man too. I think I know everything, even though I do, I don't. But we act that way, right? But that day, that afternoon, my father was lost for words. He was like, how? Did you making that much money? I remember showing my dad the first time when I made 70 grand in like four days. He said, you made 70 grand in four days? What? What? <laughs> That's what my dad did. He'd be like, what? Are you serious? 70,000 in three days? I couldn't believe it. My parents never made more than 30,000 a year. And I was doing it every three days. Let me tell you something. That was priceless to see my dad just stop talking. See my father in awe of what his son has accomplished. And listen, hey, you're going to have your time too. You will. You're going to have your time. I know some of you, your parents, they just, they're negative. on. Are they not? They're not just 100% supporters of what you're doing because they tend to focus and to exacerbate all the things that you're doing wrong, all the mistakes that you're making. But you will show them one day as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up. And let me tell you something, that feeling of showing your parents what you have done, oh, it's better than a million dollars. It's better than seeing a million in the bank account. It's nothing like showing your parents the man or the woman that you have become and the things that you're able to do and the things you're able to bless them with. It's no better feeling. Because the entrepreneur in the beginning, in the inception stages of his company, of her, of her business, the parents are worried about you. And they say, hey, I'm worried about you. I'm worried. Go get a job. You got kids, you got a family, you're 30, you're 40, you're getting older, you need stability. They're just concerned. But let me tell you something, there's no better feeling than actually accomplishing something that no one in your family would ever, no one would ever thought like, listen, everybody that knew me back in the day, they would have never thought I'd become this man. Ever. I mean, I was a pretty smart kid. Not that smart academia-wise, but, you know, I was just intuitive. But it, no one would have ever thought I'd be worth $40 million. In my family, nobody. Friends, nobody. Because I was like the clown. I was just the guy that always made people laugh. I didn't take life seriously. I was so nonchalant, right? Whatever.
I'm still nonchalant, by the way, but I'm rich and nonchalant. But he never thought I'd do it. It's like, come on. How? How this guy's going to do it? He's from South Side. Sunny Side, man. Come on. How? And it's nothing like breaking the chains of poverty in your family and being the first. Because, see, me making a million allowed my brother to make a million. True story. My brother's a millionaire, too. After me. After me. All because he just saw me do it. So my question to you is, are you going to be the one that breaks the universe? I mean, the, the generational curse. Are you going to be the one? Like, are you going to be the one that breaks that generational curse of poverty and averageness? Are you? Are you going to allow that type of mindset to continue to perpetuate in your life, your child's life, your grandchildren's life, your great-great-grandchildren's life? Are you going to be the one to step up? I had to be the one. And I'm glad I was the one. Feels good. Feels good to be first. And I like being first. Because I'm always first. It's just my mentality. I always win. Always. And, I, and listen, that's not even a cocky statement. It's just what it is. I, I always win. If I want something, I want to be, and I, and I only want to be number one in what I do. I mean, it's just how it is. People hate that about me. They're like, you know, you cocky motherfucker. Yeah, maybe. But I'm, I'm still number one. Always in what I do. I would hate to be the guy in my shadows. <laughs> Any more questions for me before I let you go here, okay? I want everybody to come at these words below. I will and I must break the generational curse of poverty or averageness. I will and I must. Emphasis on the must. Break the generational curse of averageness and poverty in my family. Comment below. You got to write it and you have to speak it with conviction. You have to convince yourself that you're serious this time because you've said it before. You said it last year. You've said it the year before. I got goals. I got dreams. New Year's resolutions. But this time is different. Okay? You have to speak it with conviction, with passion. You have to use your emotions and say, I will and I must break the generational curse today, not tomorrow, not an hour from now. And that breakage starts with you, me. Starts with your activities, your behaviors, getting rid of those vices, those habits, eliminating those negative naysayers out of your life. Those leechers, those energy suckers, get rid of all that stuff and get you focused. Getting laser-like focus 
on your dream. Oh, folks, I got to go. My food is waiting for me at the door. Hey, I love you so much. I'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Remember, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you picture. Much love.